0: Acts chapter 3, verse 19, and then we're going to look at Ephesians three twelve. But Acts chapter 3, verse 19. Now repent of your sins and turn to God. Notice these are two separate things. Repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. Then times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12. Because of Christ... And our faith in him We can now come boldly Everyone say boldly We can now come boldly and confidently Into God's presence I have an interesting title this morning And it, it, it's, it, it may sound a little discouraging It's not Because it's going to end really encouraging Here's, here's the title of my sermon I can't change I can't change Father thank you for what you're going to do in our hearts right now as we go to your word. In Jesus' name, and the whole church said a good amen. 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 You can be seated. I can't change. I can't change. The apostle Peter is preaching in Acts chapter 3. He's been declaring the word all through Acts chapter 2 into now Acts chapter 3, and now 19 verses in. Um, the people begin to ask, Peter, well, what do we do? What do we, what do we do with this message of the gospel? What do we do? Maybe you're wondering, over the last few weeks, you've been hearing about the, the good, awesome, wonderful, amazing grace of God. And you're going, so, so what do I do? Well, here's, here's our response to grace. Y'all ready? Repent. <laughs> and you go, bro, I thought we were talking about grace. <laughs> Because I think when we think of repentance, we think of holiness. Hallelujah. Anybody grow up in that kind of church? Repent. You never heard repent without an ugly face and a certain level of disdain. And Repent. It was almost like, it wasn't a two-syllable word. It was like a three. Repent. You know, it was like a couple of, giving you my best. Okay, so. Oh but you know what I mean it it was always this intense I, I have this I have this image of uh, the the church I grew up in it was called Grace Fellowship it was, there was there was no grace in that church <laughs> but they, they he had this big custom wood pulpit I can just remember the pastor slamming it repent you know and we we did what we we didn't repent we did what he told us to do, which was, you know, you came down to the front, you cried, and told God all your sins, you did, but then you left the same way, because we never actually repented. We just had an emotional moment. Um, so I don't know what comes to your mind when you hear repent, maybe it's confessing to a priest, maybe, I don't know what it is, but, but repent literally, all it means is change your mind, Or change your thinking about a certain thing. You change your mind about a thing. Or you change how you think about a thing. God says that in order for us to receive from him, we're going to have to change our thinking. We're going to have to change how we think. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 10 says that godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation. There is a good sorrow. There is a good shame. There is a, oh, man, I messed up. Like, you shouldn't be scared that you feel bad about a sin. You should be scared when you no longer feel bad about a sin. That's when you're in trouble. If you come up to me and go, man, I feel terrible. I just, that's, that's, a, that's good. Because it's a lot worse when you're like, I don't care anymore. So so godly sorrow can lead to can lead to salvation and it leaves no regret but worldly sorrow so there is a worldly sorrow that I think we we end up accidentally preaching we don't preach repentance we preach worldly sorrow you need to feel bad but we never lead people to a change of mind does does this make sense so so um I have a friend who uh he knew church he knew how to play the game. He grew up in the South, and, you know, in the South, everybody goes to church, really, and and they all know kind of how to play church, and they all know how to kind of go through the motions of church. And so he did that, and then he he got radically saved, and he started preaching. And when he started preaching... He started kind of preaching against what he grew up in, so he would say, "It's not just about head knowledge. It's it's not just about knowing about God. You gotta you gotta change your heart. You gotta." Anyone who would preach these really hard messages, and you gotta change your heart, and people would come down and cry. And and then he went to seminary, and it's amazing how seminaries become like a bad thing, but we need good theology. And so he goes to seminary, and he hears a a professor go define what repentance is, and and it's eating him up, so he raises his hand, he goes, Professor, I, I, I mean, I know you know Greek better than me, and I know, but, but I grew up with head knowledge. I didn't grow up with heart knowledge. We got to change our heart. Got to change our heart. And the professor began to laugh, and he said, he said Robbie, you can't change your heart. Your heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. Your heart is a heart of stone, the Bible says. You, you can't change your heart, but you can change your mind. And if you'll change your mind, God will change your heart. So what we're endeavoring to do every Sunday is change your mind a little bit. Every Sunday that I preach, I'm, I'm hoping you're repenting. Not by coming to the front and crying, but by changing how you see your spouse, changing how you see your kids, changing how you see your job, changing how you see God, changing how you see your friends, changing how you see this city, changing how you see your calling. Repentance. Change your mind. And if you'll change your mind, God will change your heart. Yes. Yes. Amen. Number one, change how you think about God. Change how you think about God. Repent about how you think about God. John the Baptist preaches a message in Matthew 3, and then Jesus preaches it in Matthew 4. Here's the message. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Not repent for judgment is at hand. Not repent because hell is at hand. Not repent because God's angry. Repent the kingdom is here. Change how you think. Because God's rule and domain and authority and government is now here available to you. Because all they knew was how to... Change their behavior. And he says, no, no, it's no longer about that. You're now responding to what God wants to do in your heart. And what is, by the way, what is the kingdom of God? Romans 14 says it's righteousness, it's peace, and it's joy in the Holy Spirit. Repent. Change how you think about God. How how do you see God? What do you think about when you think about God? A.W. Tozer said it like this. What comes into your minds when you think about God is the most important thing about you. Wow, good. What do you think about when you think about God? What do you think about when you think about eternity? What do you think about if you had a moment with Jesus? Would it, does it bring fear to you? Does it bring terror to you? Does it bring condemnation to you? Does it bring shame? Does it? Because if it does, you're never going to be able to enter into intimacy with God. What what do you think about when you think about God? This is, this is your defining thought. Yeah, what you think about God is your foundational thought that leads to every other thought. Wow, wow. Repent. God's mad. God's angry. God's in a hurry. Because if that's how you feel, you're never going to run to him. God is good. In, in case you're wondering, God is good, the devil is bad. What's happening in Afghanistan right now, that is bad. That is the devil. Those, those men are possessed by the devil. That's, that's bad. That is not God. God is not using that. That is evil. Yeah, yeah. Can I help you here? Does it... God is good. And because God is good, we ought to do good works. Because God is good and we are his children and we want to look like our father. And by the way, God and the devil aren't equals. It's not like, it's not like they're in this battle of equals. God and and the devil are not equals, but they are opposites. Is it too early? Are we all right? They're not equals, but they are opposites. Never forget this. God is good. God wants to be found. God wants to be found. Just one more goldy example since I'm in a great series and y'all seem to like them. She loves playing hide and seek and she hates being found. I already know where she's at because I can hear her giggling. She's, she'll run into my closet, she'll get under some, she'll find a sweatshirt or something, she'll get under it, she'll just giggle. <laughs> and if I find her, she's so upset. She doesn't want to be found. Sounds like us. God wants to be found. But, when, but she does want to find me. So I can't really hide. Because if I really hid, she wouldn't find me. I could just go outside. She's not allowed outside. Just go up to the attic. I could just... Just go, go to a bathroom and lock the door. She... I want to be found. So I'll go hide behind the couch and I'll, like, I'll let my foot out. Come on, some, come on, parents. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, hide behind, I'll hide behind the shower curtain, but I'll, I'll kind of leave my, my arm out and my leg out. And... <laughs> <laughs> I want to be found. Yeah. That's good. The, the joy is in me being found. God's joy is in him being found. Yeah. Repent. Yeah. Hey. Repent. Not... Repent, glory to God, praise God. America needs to move a move of God. Right. Repent. Does America need to move a God? Of course it does. But, but what, what is going to change our nation is believers who have, who have repented and no longer see God as an enemy, but see God as their father. No longer see God as a foe, but see him as, his, as their friend. And as they're being transformed by him, they then share that good news. Jeremiah 29, 13, let me just give you the Bible for that. You will seek me. And you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. God goes, I want to be found. Number two, change, change how you think about sin. Repent. Change your thinking about what you think about sin. This word sin means to miss the mark or another translation would be to cross a boundary line to go into an area that you're not allowed to go into. Sin is behind a a sign that says no trespassing. But you trespass, you sin, and you cross that line or you miss that mark. And so you have to repent of how you think about sin because the moment that you cross the line and you enter into a place that God has forbidden. It's not even that his hand of protection lifts off of you. It's that you don't have the faith to sustain you in disobedience. You only have faith for the will of God. You don't have enough faith to carry you through rebellion. Like, you don't have enough strength to live two lives. You don't, have enough, you don't have enough faith to be this person and that person. You only have enough faith to be who God's called you to be outside of the sin world. And, and a lot of you are so tired because you're trying to do two things. The Bible says the wicked flee, though no one pursues. You're constantly having to cover up or hide or... (laughs) And you don't have the emotional, mental, or spiritual energy to do both. God's designed it this way. (laughs) So, So not only does the Bible define sin, but as you begin to walk with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit begins to refine you, and he leads you into a deeper level of maturity, there are some things that he will not let you do. It's not that it's completely forbidden in Scripture. It's that where the Holy Spirit is taking you, he goes, you can't take that with you. I can do it, but I won't do it for the sake of my witness. I could. The Bible doesn't forbid it. I can, but I won't. Not, not I can't, I won't. You have to repent about how you see sin. You have to see sin as an enemy of your soul. I am so enjoying this. Anybody else? I am loving this. I'm loving this right now. No, I really am. I'm not, I'm not trying to. I'm loving this. Because people are repenting right now. You got to repent. Sin separates. Sin leads to spiritual death. Sin hardens your heart to the voice of the Holy Spirit. That is the biggest deal right there, by the way. That's the biggest deal. It sin hardens your heart. So the word goes out, and according to Mark 4, it hits stony ground that cannot produce. The word is powerful. The word is strong. The, the word is is eternal. The word actually, uh, Peter said, is indestructible, but it can't break through the stony heart. Here's why I'm asking you to repent about how you see sin. I'm asking you to not see it as a secret pleasure. You have to see it as an enemy that is separating you from God, from people, and from your call. Like chocolate is a pleasure, not sin. Go, going on vacation is a pleasure, not sin. Go to Disney is a pleasure, not sin. So let me, let me give you a sobering scripture, Romans chapter 1, verse 21. For although we, they knew God, they knew God. They neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. Wow. How do I know my, my heart, my inner man is hardening? I can no longer worship. Wow. You know him. Wow. You know the message. You know the cross. Wow. You, you know the scripture, but you can no longer glorify him That's good. as God. That's so good. Wow. You no longer are grateful, but their thinking became futile. It became, see, sin is a progression. Maybe I should say a digression. And their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images who look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. In other words, they started worshiping creation instead of the creator. Therefore, God gave them over. See, if you'll start seeking God, he'll start giving you over to more spiritual strength. It gets easier. If you start resisting God, he will give you over. I'm talking to Christians. If you're new here, welcome. No, 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 because they knew God. But God goes, well, I'm going to give you over to your desires. That's what you want. That's what you're going to get. And, and what did it lead to? Sexual impurity. The degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie. And they worshiped and served created things rather than the creator. By the way, we worship sexuality over the creator in today's culture. We do. My, my sexual preferences Bow at the cross. Amen. <laughs> Period. <laughs> and look look what and look what Sin does, someone said. It's being recorded. It is. I'm no, I'm unashamed. Because we worship our sexuality. We worship our sexual preferences. We worship our gender. We do. In today's world we do. And and sin always leads to sexual perversion. Always, it always will. It always will. And I'm not just saying homosexuality. Don't sin will always greed will lead to sexual impurity. Anger will lead to sexual impurity. You you name it. Sin always leads to the degrading of sexual purity, and that's why our culture is so in need of repentance. So we have to change how we think. Sin affects my conscience. Did, did you notice that? It darkens my heart or it sears my conscience so I can no longer hear the beautiful word of God. My heart's dark. you got to change how you think. you go, man, this is kind of sobering. It is. I, I want you to repent. What, what I mean by that is I want you to start seeing sin. Oh, man, this is this is bad this is bad see it was very easy for me to to see gambling as an issue because on my bachelor party all all the guys the wedding party they all gave me money and I got 200 bucks and I went to blackjack and I put it all down all in And I lost it in 3.5 seconds. And I never went back. It was, but what if I would have won? And some of you think you're winning right now with certain things. Getting away with certain things. I'm, I'm not trying to be heavy. I'm saying, don't. Repent when you lose. Repent before you lose. Ah, man, I feel the anointing right now. I feel, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that for some of you. Don't get, don't get exposed. Don't ruin your marriage. Don't, don't fly off the handle. Don't beat that person up. Don't live with that hatred for the next 10 years. Don't repent before you lose. Never go to the table. So my repentance now is not fear or shame. or I've just never walked through a casino since and thought, man, I just really, I got to go get my money back. Oh, no, 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 no. I learned. They just built a $3 billion resort world. They didn't do that on winner's money. They did that on loser's money. Praise God. Praise God. Number three, change Change how you think about change. Change how you think about, repent about how you think about change. You can't change, but you can spend time with the one who can change you. <laughs> Let me say that again. You can't change, but you can spend time with the one can change you? Romans twelve two. Don't conform to the pattern of this world. Don't be don't be pressured from the outside in. But be transformed, change from the inside out by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve the will of God. There, there's a, a beautiful orchard out in northwest Vegas. These beautiful apple orchards, and you can go and pick apples. Or in the fall, we can go get you pumpkin for your kids. And it's really it's actually really fun. You know i 've never walked up to an apple tree and saw that apple tree trying to force fruit out of its limbs i 've never walked up to an apple tree and it 's shaking uh, and then there 's an apple that 's not i've never i 've never seen an orange tree try to produce oranges i 've never seen a, a pineapple plant try to produce a mango and <laughs> an apple tree doesn't have to try to produce apples their roots decide the fruit <laughs> and y'all are trying to change your fruit you can't change you could change your roots. What did did we read? What have we been reading in Ephesians? You could be rooted and grounded in the love of God. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish. You can't change your fruit. You can change your roots. See, because what you're producing right now is simply by default. But if you want good things to produce, you have to start producing by design. So you can't continue to do the same thing you've been doing after this sermon and expect different results. That's insanity. But if you'll change your root system, you'll change your fruit. God, I got to stop being less angry. I got to stop being less angry. I mean, I got to stop being angry with my family. I got to, I got to, I got to, I'm, I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to be angry. I'm going to smile. Gonna, all you're doing is bottling up. I will, not I will not lust. I will not lust. I will not look it, I will not look it. All you're doing is bottling up. That's good. I will not drink up. I will not drink. I will not drink. All you're doing is bottling up. You got to change your roots. You got to change your roots. So when I feel tempted now, and I still feel tempted. I still am tempted. I still fall into temptation. But when I'm tempted now, yeah. I don't go, ah, oh, you're a terrible person. Ah, oh, you're a bad person. Oh, you gotta try harder. No, I go, let me check my root system. Oh man, I haven't been seeking God. I haven't been praying. I haven't been worshiping. I haven't been praying in the spirit. I I haven't been around good Christian. thought, man, I haven't golfed this week. No wonder I'm a, come on somebody. No, but seriously, that's part of it. Man, I haven't worked out. I'm all ah I got to go out to, I got to go to the gym. I just got to move. I just got to, it's roots. I have so much more to say. I'm out of time. I'm out of time. No, I'm out of time. Let's Come on up. Change your roots this week. I just hope this isn't bad news. I hope this is good news. You can't change. Now listen, go on YouTube today and listen to Tony Robbins. He'll tell you you can change. And Oprah will tell you you can change. And Gary Vee will tell you you can change. And I'm just here to tell you the truth. <laughs> you can't until you spend time with the one who can. See, because if you can change, you get the glory. That's why, honestly, it's hard for really highly successful people. They come into church, it's hard for them to worship. Because they go, I've worked hard. I bought that car. And I want you to have a good, dignified pride about the life you've provided for your family. I do, I actually do. But when it comes to heart transformation... The deep recesses of your spirit, man, Only God can change that. I can't change, you can't change. But if I'll get around Jesus, one more scripture, oh man. Second Corinthians chapter three verse 17. Now the Lord is the spirit where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. We all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the lord and as we behold are being transformed into the same image how do i become more like jesus look at him worship him pray to him hang out with him and his glory will get on And all of a sudden, you start changing. And people go, you changed. And you go, well, he changed me. And then he gets all the praise. Come on, anybody grateful today? Let's give God some praise right now. Come on, has anyone been changed by the Lord? Let's give him all the glory this morning. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Just kind of put your hands up like this. Let's pray together. Repeat after me. Say, Father, I can't change, but you can change me. So I trust you today. I worship you today. I look to you today. And I thank you that you are changing me. In Jesus' name.